0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 500 of the Drunk Testers Podcast, From, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, joining me for the 500th time, Sir Colonel Gables, what's up buddy?
1: My god dude, this is crazy, we are at episode 500 of, Jesus Christ man, like nine years or so of all this content and yep. stuff, we're getting to 500, we're having a whole lot <laughs> we're just having a fun ass time just trying to go forth and uh, discuss things before we went on the air here for like uh, the topics we had to go forth and cover tonight but uh yeah man it's it's feeling pretty good honestly it's feeling pretty damn good yeah. i just started my vacation i'm not going to yeah. i'm pretty much taking like a good solid what was it like a i've taken like a good solid portion just off and stuff so just to go forth and recharge try to catch up on some things and on top of that you know it's like <laughs> Overall, it's been good, you know. It's like my Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals this past week. I'm so fucking stoked about that. Thank you, and uh, <laughs> more happy about it than like say for my dad and stuff. And my family, my family encountered a recent loss and stuff with uh, my aunt. Pants my past, like yeah, my aunt passing away, like a couple at this point now, like almost like a couple weeks ago. But uh, at the same time and stuff. It's just crazy how everything has been going around and stuff the past couple months, like from family stuff to work stuff to changes here and there. And then, like, now all of a sudden, in the middle of things, like, we're now hitting the 500th episode of our podcast and stuff. Yep. It's just so freaking crazy in and of itself. And you know what? It's like, it just feels pretty fucking amazing that uh, we have a place where we can go through, we can just shoot the shit pretty much and just get things going.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's, it's it's crazy to think you were talking you talked about it before the we recorded one of the shows mm-hmm. last week um about like it'd be awesome if they had a nintendo direct this you know this week because then it would lay, perfectly lay it out to our 5 episode yeah. would be uh a nintendo direct you know reaction podcast and i'm like man like i've been thinking about that for a couple of weeks now like i was like doing the math a few weeks ago i'm like man like if we, you know, we do this show, we do this show, and if it's direct, we're like yeah, i would be like, i like, I was kind of hoping it would work out that, that way because like our first episode was us covering E3 2013. Yes, it was. Um, so it'd be awesome, nine just over nine years later, that we would be covering still, you know, like th- this sense, customer game Oh first. yeah. Um, but still kind of, you know, we we're still feeling the uh, residual effects of said show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible that you know we've been doing this for. Uh, you know, 500 episodes now that not including the probably half dozen that we've lost <laughs> in that time. I no uh, doubt, right? You know, we've been pretty, pretty good about staying on schedule. Like 2019 was a, a bad year for me personally. So we were kind of intermittent there for a little bit, but like, other than that, we haven't missed a week. Oh, um, that's the most amazing. So part. yeah, we've been, yeah. So it's, it's pretty incredible that, uh, um, you know, we still, you know, doing this like, you know, we, we've lost two feeds. Yep. Um, in that time frame, like we've lost the majority of our listeners twice now, um, and we you know, we, we, we we're doing really good there. And then last year, obviously Katy Perry almost killed the podcast. <laughs> almost quite literally. Uh, <laughs> we're coming back a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, almost literally. Um, you know, when we lost our feed and everything, that that sucked. Um, because you know we were doing like five thousand downloads a month on uh on there, and then that was gone with no notice. Um, and now you know, we're, we're, uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're we're slowly getting back uh, to where we were. Um, but you know, we've, we've been picking up steam a little bit more on YouTube the last couple months, which is great. Uh, we're trying to do more work and double down on that. And that's picking up a little bit. So we appreciate that. Um, so if you're watching us there or just listening to us, please go check it out, look in the uh, show notes and you'll see the links to all of our socials, uh, all the places that our pods are cast at, uh, um, and our YouTube channel. So Really Appreciate it if you like follow, subscribe us, and all those places. You know, like feels good when we get that little uh follow notice or subscription notice that always makes it feel pretty good. But yeah, uh, thank you, Gables, for and doing this with me. For hey
1: man, thank you, years. Tyler, for obviously putting up with my shit, too.
0: <laughs> ah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the uh, I'm like the diva receiver of, of this podcast. You're the, so. the guy, you're you know, the wide bag. you're cool hand, Luco. Here, <laughs> you're yeah. the wide <laughs> Yeah, I'm the li- middle linebacker that's like on edge <laughs> all the time. Um, like, is he gonna? Feel like, he's gonna. He's, he'll be. He'll be there, but he might murder somebody at the same time. We don't know. Uh, good point. So, uh, yeah, uh, it depends how technology works for me. But um, yeah, we're doing this. We're, we you know, we enjoy doing it. We're gonna keep doing it. You know, whether there's a half dozen people listening to us or half a million, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys. Uh, if you know, whether you're this is your five hundredth time or your first time. Thanks for watching and uh why you know, click that like button click on gable's uh junk there where that like button is he really appreciated it i appreciate it like gable's getting the re- residual <laughs> would make me feel good so um yeah anyways uh yeah this is the like i said Drunk District podcast where we primarily talk about video games so um we've got a pretty heavy week gables. We so uh why don't we jump into it here so we've got a lot of like I mean, I think there's like 14 stories here. I put a lot of them in like the other news bracket. So that's like the, they're worth discussing, but there's not a convert, like a huge conversation right. there. So a, a good chunk of them are there. Uh, but we're going to start off here, Gables, with the, uh, we had a Final Fantasy 7 25th anniversary stream. Um, and I was like, I was planning on doing like a, uh, a live react to it. I'm like, I'm home. I'm, all, I'm, you know, I've been on vacation this week and I have officially hit like, six o'clock friday the, the depression kicked in i'm like oh it's just a weekend now the weekend's <laughs> here this is no longer vacation it's just a weekend and i've been like a massive depression like i've been looking forward to this since my last vacation which was uh september uh and my next vacation isn't until february so um, it's yeah it's depressing but uh anyways you know it's been it's good it's been nice to be up be home and recharge the batteries but yeah still sucks um but Gables, we had a lot of shit. Sorry, heard a noise in the hallway. <laughs> uh, but um, anyways, uh, we had a lot of shit. Kind of like it was like a ten minute thing. So I was like, ah, fuck it. There's probably it's probably gonna be nothing. It's it's square. They're 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 stupid. Uh, but they announced. to start off uh, a bunch of they're like hawking a bunch of uh, buy some statues, buy buy an alarm clock. And I'm like, I'm not gonna lie to Gables. Yeah, the ball, alarm clock
1: looks very tempting. I got to admit.
0: It's like 120 dollars. i may not
1: be the biggest okay. final fantasy 7 fan but i'm like dude that clock is awesome
0: it's pretty fucking awesome clock but i'm like i don't know i don't like i have a phone like <laughs> it's pretty reliable <laughs> I, don't need a, I don't need a uh but it's, it's very cool looking not 120 cool looking though but anyways um they announced uh on top of that that first soldier which gables if you had told me first soldier was was out I would have called you a liar, but apparently season 3 starting soon. So it's been up for a little bit now. Um but that's like that mobile uh um battle royale yeah. game. Apparently I heard it's okay, like it's not bad, but it's on mobile, so I'm like I'm not going to try. If it was on console, maybe I'd be more right to right. check it out, but they're basically like reusing assets from uh the remake and turning it and like obviously dumbing it way down for mobile. Um but I heard it's not bad. Um but I just playing games the on my phone. Ew uh but next up here they announced that ever crisis is coming to mobile so this is like uh, a beta is coming this year which is weird because it's a single player thing um it's, it's very weird that they're putting this just on mobile like i i was so what it is is like they're basically taking all of the seven remake all the seven stuff they've done over the course of you know 25 years like the main game advent children uh crisis core um any other so there's that one third person shooter game that was on ps2 servers, i think um that you know they're, they're kind of all melding them together to like cr- like make one big story out of it and it's coming out episodically uh, they announced this last year and it's still not out yet and there's a mm-hmm. beta coming this year so i don't know what's going on with that goddamn thing. um i'd be more like tempted if it was like that's something actually like it looks kind of cool and it's like chibi stuff kind of did the same thing with final fantasy they did like a chibi version of it for mobile. I think they eventually put it out right. on consoles. I think it came to switch. <clears throat> so if they put it on like switch, for like, you know, 10 bucks, maybe I check it out. But, um, that's coming. Uh, there's a beta coming this year. So who fucking knows that's happening, but Gables. Yeah.
1: Gables. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> it happened. <laughs> uh, it fucking happened. It got real crazy right after this. Uh, we got motherfucking crisis court is coming this winter. Um, so we know the Nintendo calendar of when they say a season, they liter- they mean literally what the calendar says, not like when we say summer, we just oh it's June, July, August, you know. But really, the calendar is like summer hasn't officially started yet; it doesn't start till look up the calendar here, Tuesday, June twenty first. So like, I, 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 I so someone posted this on uh, Twitter that um, in Japan the calendar for like summer or like oh, for this sample for winter, they count January, March or or January, February, March. So I looked it up. That's actually true. So they, they, like, they just kind of round up from December 21st to January on this. So, um, assuming that's going to be first quarter, 2023. Uh, and then, and that's, that's a remaster. It's not a remake. Uh, but it's a, it's a game that's been stuck on PSP since like 2008, I think. Uh, well, it was 2007 in Japan. 2008 here Mm -hmm. is what um, someone said. I don't know if that's true. I didn't research it, but that's what I was told. Was like it's been 15 years in Japan, but 14 for us. Yeah, I remember Um, buying that new. (laughs) That's game Yeah, and they never put it out digitally. They didn't. There's like another game Square Enix didn't put that's kind of popular that's stuck on the PSP. That one. Thank you. Yeah, I knew you would have had it. Um, Those like the two big ones that are like yeah, it was during a time when
1: Square Enix was not doing. Digital copies of specific games that would have loved to have gotten like digital copies, especially people who own them physically, like me. Birth by yeah. Sleep and Crisis and Core. You know, I owned both of them at one point at physical before I got rid of my entire PSP collection stuff because I was trading in to get a Vita.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, it, and then that was like when the PSP Go came out, and that was a big deal. I, remember, I actually like remember that now. Like, I, I remember that like when someone brought that up, I'm like, "Holy shit, I totally forgot about the PSP yeah. Go." being a thing but also the fact that i remember that was a big deal where some games just didn't come digitally and those are like the two biggest games that are just stuck uh that and um up well it's been it's been ported the metal gear game uh metal gear peace Solid walker game, uh peace walker yeah like those three games were like the big three psp games that you know obviously peace walker came to consoles with the hg collection
1: yes yeah, like that was the last ago, remaining but... game that i'm aware of the major big game for the PSP that's never been ported over in like 15 years and that's Crisis Core.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Metal Gear Acid could just stay on PSP. Yeah. You don't need that game. Uh, but uh, those games are bad. Uh, and then there was the other there was that other really bad Metal Gear Solid game that was um, Portable Ops that Plus? Liked, fuck the. Yeah, that one was straight trash. Um, It was not good. It was definitely like you could see where they're like you can see like it was the beginning where five mm-hmm. went. Like they're building towards it, but it was just straight. Anyways, final Fantasy seven. Um, so Christ scores coming this winter. I have talked about it over and over again. Like I'm super excited, but I'm definitely like a, like a fake fan, I guess, or a new fan or whatever you want to call it. of um, the final Fantasy seven games. Like I got in on rebake. Huh? Remake was my second favorite game of 2022. It was our 2020 rather. Uh, it was my favorite game of 2020, but it was not the best. Like last of us part two is one of the greatest games of all time to me. Um, but uh so that was number one but final fantasy 7 was the most fun game i had if you just look up if you go you google the definition of hype and you'll just see a picture of final Fantasy 7 remake um but anyways uh so crisis Core is coming that game looks completely awesome i don't know what's going on with the slot machine thing in the top oh, that's the how quarter, you level up but uh it's that sounds awful. I don't I don't like it of that. Um I'm gonna look into I I'm, I'm gonna look into more of it. But Dude, uh, trust
1: me, it is a I, good playing game. It definitely has some interesting storying tidbits. But uh at the same time, there were a couple things about the original Crisis Core release that uh I still have questions about to this day. One of them was the UI, because when it first released in the PSP, you only could move, say, the camera you could not really move the camera with two analog sticks because there was no second analog stick mm. on the PSP. So it was oh, kind of yeah, weird to do like thing. a camera movement with, I think you had to hold the R button and then like had to do some with the directional pad or some shit. But,
0: uh, I measure yeah, that the, the cam-
1: Yeah. The can, you know, they're, they're going to go forth and do a lot of that type of stuff where they're going to, they've already went through and fixed the UI. They've fixed like the, uh, obviously the camera stuff to it. They kind of moved the level-up system and stuff to where it was at the bottom. It was actually at the very bottom of the screen and stuff like that, and every time it would hit a certain character, I'm not too sure which characters that it would hit and stuff like that, but you would level up and stuff like that. It was one of the core gripes I had with that game because you're playing this RPG, everything else is going good and stuff except for the cameras, and then all of a sudden like the leveling-up system that just didn't make sense. But it looks like that Square Enix is going to be addressing some of those problems when it eventually does come out this winter. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it I'm all in on this damn thing. So apparently, it takes place five years before, and I guess they kind of like because I don't know much about like I'm trying to like it's not like I know the big twist in seven, like with I know the big thing that uh-huh. happens, um with a, with a character in the game, and I don't want I know it's 25 years old, but. I don't want to be a dick and swell for some people oh, that yeah. maybe are yeah. trying yeah. Not to know things about the thing. But but we all... But Gables yeah, all we do have younger, younger gamers um, that have
1: never experienced Final Fantasy VII, so I understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was like when we were kids, it was like the biggest fucking thing that ever happened. That and the uh, Night of the Old That twist.
1: is... There's like the two exactly. biggest moments it's like one of those history. One of those big gaming twists that I'd never gotten away from was the one in Final Fantasy VII and stuff towards the end of that game. Because they would freaking talk about it on game shows in regards to like ziff davis tv or like some bits of g4 or something like g4. that before even internet stuff mm-hmm. took off popular
0: i got spoiled on both of those things yeah. because at that point they're like 10 year old games but it's like god damn it uh but i really i never really cared about that until final Fantasy 7 remake when i literally bought it on a whim you sold me on it when we i remember we recorded a podcast the night mm-hmm. it was coming out and you were talking about it and you sold me on it and it's it's funny it's like you sold me on the game, like how hyped you were, like or how how could it could have been, or how good it will be, and then I played it and beat the shit out of it, and you never played it, <laughs> so it's it's funny to me like how that worked out where you just Tyler, like you I, were, like I you, know you were...
1: when I see a good game when it comes to some of the retrospects and stuff, and I know Final Fantasy VII like remake is a good game. But you... Yeah, I
0: mean, Gables, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about your fantasy critically <laughs> here in a little bit. We'll talk about what you and your good games. You know when you see one, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later though. Uh, but yeah, I, I I am incredibly pumped for this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm all for like, uh, I'm I, you know I've always I've said since I beat remake that I don't want to play Final Fantasy VII because I know like the big twist, but I don't know the, the whole crux of the story. You know. Uh but now like I was listening to some people talk about like the big differences, like with some of the stuff we've seen. So obviously the next thing here, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, which is the sequel. The uh, uh Final Fantasy Seven is gonna be remake. The whole thing is gonna be a trilogy yeah. now. Um they uh the pres the guy that directed the first game, he is directing um Kingdom Hearts four first and then he'll go to part three. Mm-hmm. He's gonna direct that. But I guess so they've talked about this. They've talked about this previously where they're really trying to like get games out faster because they know like how like Square takes a very long time Oh to put yeah, they're notorious out. for that um, Yeah, and like they're trying to fix that And obviously like We talked about how bad at business they are Like they're really good at putting out their own games But they're terrible at like publishing games um, They like get the wrong people to make games for them Or they like You know, or they make bad Like they, like Oh, that game, like Battle of World. Okay, that game, sign me up That game's gonna sell 10 million copies know uh-huh. um, how that went You know, like Strangers of Paradise Like they the hired Team Ninja to make it Like they are like borderline Konami bad at p- publishing games um, and hiring people to make games. Um, but they're always great at making their own games. And, you know, but the, you know, we talk about the problem with their games is it takes so long for the games mm-hmm. to come out. Like, it literally took, I think, seven years for um, uh, Final Fantasy Remake to come out and it yeah. was canceled because they had like, it kind of was like a Metroid 4 thing where after three years they had to move development and then make it. So uh, apparently, so they've talked about is that, um, part 3 is already in pre-production. Oh, wow. So uh so I mean obviously it's pre-production That doesn't mean shit. Like fucking Elder Scroll 6 is in pre-production right now, but they are work they're using Unreal they have they're using Unreal Unreal Engine 5, which is awesome because uh people have like watched some of the Epic streams they've they've done talking about how streamlined that thing is and like I I've, I've listened to people that like work on games talk about how awesome that system is, how like it makes not only does it make things look fucking prettier. Those games are gorgeous looking. Um, it makes it so much fa- like it just saves a lot of time on just making things like re- like you can like co- like more like copy and paste structures, or you don't have to like go like cr- crazy like details on like the like minor like the, the backgrounds or things on the side. Like you know, the thing, like um, they just streamline a lot of things, so that's going to help a lot. Uh, it's already in pre production. This game, so Rebirth, is the name of the sequel. Uh, this is coming winter. Of right. Next year, so I'm gonna assume, uh, you know, that's really first quarter 2024. Assume a delay, maybe spring 2024, um, which is way sooner than I thought. I've been talking about for years now, for a couple of years now, that you know, like, oh, we're, we're not gonna see the sequel until 2026. <laughs> like, I thought we wouldn't see it till the end of this generation. And the fact, I mean, 2024 is still, you know, a little ways away, but uh, you know. You know you, year and a half away here. Uh, but I mean that's not I mean the fact that I'm gonna be playing most likely rebirth in less than two years is way sooner than I thought. And the fact that it's in pre-production, they're using they're using this whole different system. They're trying to do a better job. Keymount four from all the rumors we've been hearing sounds like it's closer than wow. we think. Like not like probably not gonna come like next year. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a twenty twenty five or twenty twenty like a late twenty twenty four game. Uh then maybe we're talking about maybe it's not insane to think that gables we get all three of these games before the end of this generation.
1: That's not Which yeah. Is honestly, that's kind of crazy to think about, but that's not out of the realm of possibility where we may get all three of these Final Fantasy VII remakes by the end of the generation. That would be an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, but anyways, like I know I'm going on really long, but uh, Rebirth looked fantastic. I'm kind of curious, like like uh, um, like. There's been like some people like that are you know that love Final Fantasy Seven, the original one are talking about like you know like is this gonna be open world like we didn't see a lot of gameplay we just saw him like we saw cloud walking with sephiroth uh they're they're walking to a a, like a blown up reactor i believe uh from what i understand um but yeah i mean what's crazy is like the voiceover like they kind of like talk about the thing the big twist but they don't they don't mention it but like they imply it so if you know you know kind of thing in the trailer for like they talk like you. You hear the voiceover, and they're talking about like I saw like you you died or whatever. It's like, are they like so? Are they like full blown like this is like a like a multiverse thing here? Like because they've already like we already know like remake like totally like they follow the general story, but they make a lot take a lot of liberties with the story of the original game. So I've always thought about like I don't want to play the game because I want things spoiled for me um, outside the big twist. But it's like man, maybe I maybe I can go play Final Fantasy Seven because like this sounds almost like we like they're implying that this stuff happened, but it didn't happen in this like universe. I don't know. I want to, I, I I am tempted to go oh, back boy. and uh play the OG final. Fantasy yeah. Final I've, game.
1: I've been hearing so. a little bit about that stuff too, in regards to some of the mentions in regards to, Oh, you know, mentioning this, this happened to me in this such a way, or this happened to me in this such a way or something like that. And people have been, kind of talking and thinking that this may potentially be like some sort of multiverse sort of thing, you know, to where the events of final fantasy seven, the original one happened. And then this one's like set in a different type of universe or something like that. And then the ones like potentially like a mobile or somewhere like a different universe from that, you know, it's like different types yeah. of things that are interwoven, but kind of like merge into one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people were like wondering if they make changes to ever our crisis core to kind of like work coincide with that. Cause I, everybody talks about the ending of crisis Core yes. is like one of the greatest endings to a yes, game it. Yes, it is. And I can't fucking wait to get there. Like, I don't want to know about that one. Uh, but I'm definitely like, I think when I get that, when there's a gap in there, I'm, I might give final phase seven, the, the OG game. Let me try. tell you
1: something though. Um, when I finished it's... crisis core originally and stuff, I had totally forgotten about the ending until like I was listening to, uh, I was listening to like these guys, all these guys like talking sort of like a podcast or something they talked verbatim about the ending of crisis core and i'm like oh my god i remember that and yeah that was an awesome ending because uh yeah things happen inside there and stuff but i want you to remember tyler if you do go through and play crisis core reunion and stuff like that oh, i am keep mm-hmm. keep in mind the core characters that you're going to be introduced to And like obviously zach fair that's the main character that you got to go through and stuff yeah
0: and he's in he's in a decent chunk of right. flashbacks in the remake, right, so I know of him.
1: But the three characters in mind is off, the first one, obviously is Sephiroth. But like the other two characters, you got to keep yeah. in mind here are Angeal and Genesis. All three of those are connected.
0: Project G, <laughs> Project Genesis. <laughs> I've watched that trailer. I can't tell you. I've lost count how many times I've rewatched the reunion, the Crisis Core reunion, and Rebirth mm. trailers. Um I don't know if numbers are they they made numbers high enough to uh to like count how many times I fucking watch these guy. I am And
1: you better believe you better believe though. They're probably going to be changing some things around inside of this version of Crisis Core cuz if they're going to try to play it in terms yeah. of like say the remake and stuff like that and tie it into that then yeah, there're probably going to be a couple things that are going to be kind of weird off the wall that maybe will tie into Rebirth. You never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we got we got to move on. But yeah, oh boy, I yeah. I am so hyped. Cables. I wish I were live reacted because uh, I was borderline weeping in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> <That> fucking thing. <laughs> um, now you've
1: become a fanboy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I have, and I've only played remake. Um, but um, moving on here to see some Nintendo news here. Uh, we kind of touched upon this, but uh, apparently there is a Nintendo Direct happening. Uh, the, right now, the rumor is June 29th, yeah. but there's also been some rumors that they've heard. Basically, everything is kind of like June 28th and 29th, which is at the Tuesday. Are,
1: are Depending Wednesday. upon time zones, I'm, apparently, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if it would be, that makes sense. I guess. Well, no, because. Well, yeah, I guess if it's the 20, I don't know, because Japan's a day ahead of us, so maybe it is June 28th for us, June 29th for Japan, kind of thing. I'm hoping it's June 29th. I'm sorry, I'm, like I'm looking for YouTube listeners. I, I keep looking up at this. Over here, that's because I have a calendar up here. It's actually a dog pooping calendar my dad bought <laughs> for me as a joke for Christmas, uh, and is a little husky, like a little baby puppy husky pooping. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just grab oh, it, just show it to everybody here. Uh, <laughs> but um, here, give me a second here. Um, oh, all
1: right, so here, here it is. Oh yeah, he's popping a squat. <laughs> yeah,
0: It is the uh, nature calls. 2022
1: wall color but yeah like a little baby <laughs> that'd see. be like something my dad would <laughs> give me um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so my dad bought it for me as
0: a joke. he bought one for my sister as well i hope this catch, is, is catching my microphone um <laughs> he bought one for my sister as well um but he accidentally but it was a cat's pooping one but it was for 2021 he bought it for christmas for us Um, uh, but yeah so i use that as a little calendar now um <laughs> but anyways uh i'm hoping it's i, I kind of like Personally, I hope it's the 29th because it's a Wednesday and that's supposed to be my, my day off or my days off from work. And, I mean, it's 50-50 chance I get it off. But if I do, it will be awesome. I could be home to watch it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, you know, because uh, our last week when we did like a show before um, uh, before Summer Game Fest all happened. Yeah. And, you know, we're like, oh, they got to have one. They have a bunch of stuff they haven't. Like, if we have a bunch of stuff announced, but no dates. I'll lift it up. I'm like, really? There's not like like Baina 3 doesn't have a date. Um, and Mario plus Rabbids is not a date, but that probably, that might very well could be a Ubisoft thing or like all the advertising so far has been all the big news has been from the first game to the second game. All the big stuff has been shown at Ubisoft yep. events. So I could see them just holding that because they've, you know, they've said they're not doing anything, um, in June, but they didn't say anything about the rest of the summer. So that could be there. Um, but yeah, I mean like there's the Metroid prime remaster, which has been rumored for November because it's the 20th anniversary there is you know i mean there's a the zelda stuff like nintendo wants a, a zelda game a year uh we don't have a game this year um so that could feel like maybe that's their void but i mean we talked about a, a lot over the course of the year about they got a lot of stuff announced uh they got a lot of dates but like the counter is kind of full for them
1: yeah it's getting to that point what, what's
0: what's kind of what's your i mean if, say like do you feel this is pretty possible and like what are you expecting out of this um well
1: track. honestly there are some bit of core holes and stuff that I do need to go forth and fill in regards to game releases but uh that's just the thing though i kind of feel like that this uh, whole thing for say june 28th to 29th or something like that you know it the whole thing about it just came really out of the blue because of uh, alana pierce one of the who has ties inside of the gaming journalism sort of uh, realm and stuff
0: yeah
1: and for those listening Asking who is Alana Pierce. She works for Sony Santa Monica right at this moment in time, but she used to work for IGN for years. She worked for Funhouse for a bit. Yeah.
0: She
1: so a she absolutely world. knows a lot of people inside the gaming sphere. But after she went through and reacted to the Microsoft conference that was held not too long ago and stuff at the end of it, she actually pinned in and just randomly just said, Yeah, yeah, Nintendo Directing, like uh, June 29th. And people asked her, like, Why? Why do you think it's June 29th? It's like, oh, I've been hearing from like, a couple friends and stuff, blah, blah, and so on and so forth. And, yeah, there's, it's going to be directly on June 29th. She has a circle on her calendar and all this other stuff. You know, It it was just yeah. weird because after she did that, there were a lot of insiders in regards to who normally have this type of information. Is that just correlated? It's like, yeah, this is coming the 29th. Yeah, they're coming to the 29th. Not like Nate, Nate yeah. Drake, Nate the Hate, and Nate stuff the hate. like
0: that. Yeah. Jeff grabbed all mm-hmm. time. Like they they didn't have dates. Uh, but they heard there was one happening at the yep. end of the month. So uh, pretty much all the people that we, you know, you typically go to for that information is all kind of corroborated with that information. So I believe it's mostly happening. Um, what a big week that could be. Cause that's also the rumor for the uh, God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> either a state of play or a, we get the date or we get at least a, our state of play. Like we at least get the date, but it might be a state of play that week. Um, so that'd be a big week. Yeah, would. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know it's crazy like this this year is pretty packed it's crazy how packed it feels like almost two packed for nintendo games and i felt that for a while like going into the la the second half of the year like they're putting out like two big games i mean i know like live alive isn't their game but yes, they publish they're publishing it yeah um they got a uh, xenoblade in july splatoon um, in september splatoon september i think there's a couple like slightly bigger games in august um but yeah i mean I, was, neon white just came out this week they have uh the three hopes final Blum warriors game coming out next week
1: um there's still yeah, some mean, room for some big releases come like uh, in that september Oc- yeah. no not just september but like so that october through like december yeah. type of period besides scarlet and violet
0: yeah it's just I, i'm like man like it feels like there's just like but like you could probably push some of that shit oh like, yeah yeah sure understandable you they could uh, possibly you know, do that too it just feels like they're trying to pack in a lot of games. This not trying to, but like, they just have a lot of games like, um, and like, we, I guess we can throw it in here. There's that Fire Emblem oh, Warriors yeah. game that or final game that leaked, um, the screenshots leaked of it. It's apparently Emily Rogers. Who's been pretty much batting a thousand on Nintendo leaks for a long time now. Um, she, uh, mentioned that there's a Fire Emblem game that's been in develop like, or that was been done for nearly yep. a year now. Um, and they just haven't shown it. It's not a remake not a port or anything like that it's a brand new game um like when the like like do they announce that here like they originally like their talks that, that might come out this year uh there's another game we'll talk about next that is apparently uh that they were supposed to come out early this yeah. year and it's just in development yeah. right now um but yeah i mean i don't i don't know it was like I, my, my big thing is like there's a lot of things we don't know about for this year but also like what's the plan for next year um, you know like all we know about for next year is Breath of the Wild 2 um, and I know there's been a lot of talk of like hey like what's going on with like, um, like when's the Switch 2 or the Switch Pro or whatever what's the next Switch thing coming when's the next big Nintendo thing coming and it's like people are like wondering is it coming 2023 is it coming 2024 and it's almost like are they just trying to get all the big stuff out of the way they're like trying to Get those games out and then that way when the game like when the next switch or the next Nintendo console comes I'm assuming it's gonna be a hybrid console like the switch like is that gonna be like are they just getting all these games out out now before like kind of like we've seen that in the past with like PlayStation has done that with like three with PS3 and PS4 where like they had a lot of big games coming out like Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2 came out like months just before um, the PS5 came out we had that with With last of us came out you know a few months before um the ps4 came out it's like why wouldn't you hold that to be your big like console launch exclusive that would have been huge you could have said the same thing about with ps5 with with last of us or kosushima um and they didn't do that so i'm almost wondering if like there's all these games they have are they just trying to get them out now and like i'm not like i don't want to turn this to like a big like when's the switch switch two coming but it's like i have that in my mind now where i'm like I in my head I'm like early 2024 at the earliest, but now I'm like, is it crazy to think that maybe like late 2023 we're we're seeing the next evolution of the Switch? Like, cause like they have nothing for next year except for Breath of the Wild.
1: Right, I understand. I understand. In regards to back this up a little bit right here to back it up to the Fire Emblem stuff. Not only did that. Not only did Emily Rogers go through and cover that stuff, but seeing subsequent screenshots from common, just popping up on Twitter randomly and stuff like that to where you see almost verbatim the same character that she was describing as like one of the main characters and stuff that the strange red and blue hair and one of the pictures correlates where it looks like this this lady or something like that. It has this long red and blue kind of interwoven kind of like knitted hair or something towards the back mm-hmm. and stuff. And then seeing some other screenshots, and they look fairly clean to be fake, in my honest opinion. I honestly kind of feel like the, that those leaks are the initial game, and from what it looks like, possibly mm-hmm. from like a Chinese version of the game itself. But it was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they work with, they have Chinese companies that they, like, as, as assist teams, that right. work on their absolutely games.
1: absolutely They do. So something like that leaking out, you know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. But uh, it's also interesting that some of those screenshots have been taken down by Nintendo. It looks like, but uh, yeah. but yes, for the Fire Emblem stuff, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that Nintendo would like sit on a game like say like Fire Emblem or at this case, you know, Advance Wars, either because of something happening like around the world or because they just want to try to fit it in when they feel like it's the right time to fit it in stuff. But yeah. uh, as far as going through and maybe looking at a switch successor and stuff like that i mean you bring up a good point to where we're getting all these major nintendo games i like clustered in regards to not just by the end of this year but potentially towards the beginning of say the next year we still don't have like anything more for like the next year besides say breath of the wild 2 That's the initial thing. I
0: mean, there's There's
1: literally isn't that much unless they go forth and showcase a couple of different games that try to say they're going to go forth and like uh, release within the next year. Either the rumored Donkey Kong game or the rumored, I don't know, maybe like uh, Metroid Prime 4 or whatever the hell. But the thing about Nintendo is it's like this is a company that's known to sit has been known to sit on completed games regardless of like whether or not they feel it's like ready to go and put out or not. But it definitely is holding credence that we may see a successor to the switch sooner or later. As far as the system itself, I could definitely see them going the route with a Nintendo switch again to where it's like, Hey, what, what isn't broke? Don't fix it. Go forth and release a model, a newer model for like the switch called the switch Two or whatever the hell, advertise the backwards compatibility to all your switch games that you previously have and tied to your account and obviously have the have the dock and stuff upgraded to where it's like it's a like a better version of the current dock or something the screen's fine you know it make it more aligned like kind of a better version of like a steam deck you know you know it's 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 stuff we can speculate about and stuff, but yeah, this is not out of the realm of possibility that Nintendo could go forth and do that route because of how successful things have been, but it also would make things interesting in terms of cooperating with a lot of the rumors we've pretty much heard ever since the Switch was first launched and stuff, that, oh, hey, they're making this, like, a Switch Pro model. Oh, hey, they're making this and that, you know? It's like, it definitely is a big sign seeing a lot of games, like, a lot of big cluster first-party games just releasing in a chunk of like a six-month period leading up to another eventual console sort of like release or like maybe like they did with the Wii the last major exodus until that console just pretty much steamed like just pretty much flatlined all the way until the next console released because that's what initially happened with Nintendo Wii historically to where and, and the Wii U. Well, the Wii U yeah. did it faster, obviously, in terms of its thing. Like yeah. a year like and a half. Twenty. That's basically what happened. Yeah, like
0: twenty fourteen to fifteen were awesome for the the Wii U, but then it was like the last like yeah like eighteen months we just we didn't get shit. It's
1: like Nintendo like and... figured out halfway to that generation. It's like oh shit, we are in deep shit here.
0: Yeah, there's no saying Yeah, the exactly side. the point.
1: Yeah. But it's interesting to think about. Interesting to speculate, but. Uh, until we see more in regards to what Nintendo has to do, like in terms of say their successor, we already know that there's something in the works from like from them. We've we already oh, yeah. know like uh, the specs of a like a yeah, the, the video leak when that happened and stuff. We already know they're planning some sort of a model, a newer model of the Switch. Yeah. But at the same point, they haven't gone through and did their initial dotting their eyes, crossing their T's. And I don't blame them. The switch is at yeah. that point to where it peaked in 2020, in my honest opinion, and it's still going strong yeah. in regards to selling.
0: I mean, yeah. they're still they're selling as fast as they're making. I'm sorry, cut off, but they're selling them as literally as fast yeah. as they can make them right now. And they're they're they had to like they're planning on selling like almost like 23 million mm-hmm. this year, but they had to drop it because they literally can't make enough That's true. to sell a thing. True. So it'd be really stupid to announce like. They announced the NX super early before yes. it came out, but it was okay to do that because the Wii U was a dead console. Um, even though it was like two years out, it was still a dead console. Uh, this like it'd be it'd be nuts to do that right now because they're they literally can't make enough to you know. Well, absolutely, the
1: it's so, definitely I, that type of thing to yeah. where this is probably gonna be close to the best-selling game console that we've ever had in regards to the whole gaming industry. Yeah. At the same point, what I mentioned yeah. when the when like the Switch kind of peaked like in certain like 2020 is where like a lot of the nuance and a lot of the thing to push that hardware towards this absolute limit and stuff kind of felt like it peaked inside of that 2020 period. And now it's like we are getting some great games since then and stuff like that. But we've already met the limitations of like the Nintendo Switch. So it definitely it definitely feels like maybe the next couple of years we're going to see a successor but I am in agreement with you in regards to it would be absolutely stupid for Nintendo to announce this next generation or this next Switch system that has better specs as this and that or something completely different and stuff when they're not when they're already still doing fairly well in regards to selling more Switches Mm -hmm. I mean fuck they released the OLED last year
0: yeah I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they do something more like I've I've talked about. Like, yeah, I definitely the last couple of years. Like, um, Age of Calamity is the thing I always go to, where like that was like the point where I'm like, all right, they need to, we need to do something, yeah, (laughs) because it's getting pretty bad. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm full. I mean, I'm fine if they just keep doing like just they talk about like you know, um, Waters was like always talk about the Apple method. I'm just like, man, just fucking, you can just keep that going and just upgrade the you know, don't just do back backward compatibility and just keep that going. Like I would be ecstatic yep. with that. Just make every like three or four years, five years, whatever, just for 300 bucks, whatever it is, put out a better version of it. Let me keep playing those, little, those old ones. Uh, that's all I Smart want. Smartphones um, do it all the time. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, they're going to do yeah. what they want to do. Um, unfortunately, uh, so for better or worse, um, but moving on here, sticking with them though. Uh I, I was like... I, I was like... Going through this... I've read this article a couple of times now... And I was like... I'm going to cut out the main stuff... I want to talk about... And I just... You know like I'm, you know, I'm just going to read the whole fucking thing... It's a longer one... So bear with me here... But... uh, and Ron Con from Fanbyte... Talk about this one... And he is... I know he might not be a huge name... Fanbyte. it's on a big... Maybe not the biggest... Uh, website in the world... But like... uh He has been... uh He worked for Game Informer... He's been around for a long time... And... uh He is... Been... He, he leaked... Strangers of Paradise... He Leaked Resident Evil 4. He has been spot on at everything he's reported. Um, so I'm gonna believe him when he's saying this. And uh, starting off here though, so this is about a sequel to One Two Switch. Um, apparently, I, I uh, so I, I didn't realize how good this thing had done. It sold 3.45 million copies as of um, March 31st, 2022. Mm. Um, but I'm just gonna read through pretty much like 95% of this article here because, like. The whole thing's fascinating uh so bear with me as I read through some of this here so we, we might stop to talk about it as we get some stuff so um uh the information presents are okay I'm gonna skip that part basically he's just talking about like uh uh you know obviously things change uh what you know like this game can get canceled at point like there's obviously like the Star Wars or Star Wars, Star Fox F-Zero game that um was leaked a long time ago and it eventually got canceled um uh, but uh so here's kind of the crux of it. So accounts differ on exactly when the sequel to 1-2-Switch started development. The title, which sources say settled on everybody's Switch or everybody's 1-2-Switch at one point, went through a few variations as developers struggled with a core question. How exactly do you make a sequel to 1-2-Switch? The obvious answer uh, was to simply add more mini games, as other iterative party titles have done. Uh, but they also wanted to release a title that would that didn't render the first game moot and stop it from selling, which is weird because they literally just released a second Mario Party mm-hmm. game for consoles. Um, and that kind of, you know, made the last game moot. Um, and it's been out it as a, a console launch game. How many people are actually buying that fucking thing at this point? Uh, but anyways, moving on. The inspiration instead came from Jackbox games, developer of the Jackbox Party Pack uh, series games like, like you don't know, Jack Fibbage uh, Quip, Couplash uh and and the like are popular at parties, inspiring the one two, everybody's one two switch team to establish a game show like theme with a host and more participants, as opposed to the original game set setup of having two users with a joy-con, each going up against each other. Everybody's one two switch had more and many more players at once with as with the use of smartphones, the game could uh, have lobbies as big as one hundred people, thus the name everybody's one two switch. Um, which I can not I, I don't even really want to imagine like we know like the I lo, I, lo, I party the party pack stuff is again really bs yes. uh but they
1: I say but, it can be yes
0: <laughs> Yeah like I I've, I've had a lot of fun playing those games and like uh I've played them like in groups of people I played like I've there's been Twitch streamers I've watched they give you the code you get to play with them now, that's pretty exciting like, I think they probably see that and they want to get into that but I just can not imagine like um like the Nintendo online isn't that great and like, I I just can't imagine 100 Phones on, on their system but anyways um, the idea on paper was solid Nintendo EPD Group 4 designed a host for the minigames based on international appeal a bipedal horse that looked like a man wearing a rubber horse, mac, horse mask <laughs> the, the game's text simply referred to him as horse because it sounded enough like the English word host uh, that it would come across in different languages uh, minigames would ask players to physically move around the environment for things like musical chairs or use the phone to play bingo there was uh, even a game that resembled a virtual version of Spin the Bottle that involved
1: Spin the Bottle?
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> spin the Bottle that involved people saying nice things about it, about that person to another person. <laughs> I forgot <about> that part. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that's totally the Spin the Bottle that I grew up knowing. Uh when playtesting groups received the game it gets better, guys, trust me. Uh when playtesting groups received the game, the feedback to the development team was brutal. The target audience Nintendo was hoping to hit families with children. Found the games boring. Many didn't even want to play through the through entire rounds. In the bingo example, one player would use a Joy-Con to mime digging out a number before reading it off the screen. A process that the play-tester, playtesters playtesters reported uh. as tedious. The main the main mode of the game, the team battle mode, put put, sorry, the team battle mode pit at least two teams of players against each other, in various mini games. This mode prominently featured horse. <laughs>
1: wow, dude!
0: <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> Just something about a dude in like a rubber horse mask or something like that. Just... Just going through and introducing you just mediocre freaking party games, you know that that just sounds horrible all the way around.
0: Uh, it, it's, funny. it's so fucking funny. This mode, this is my favorite thing ever. This mode probably featured a horse who would give color commentary during the games. During the localization pro- process, sources started calling the game horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> could you just imagine the creators just like behind that type of glasses i'm just peering in like that. the the testers can't see them and all of a sudden just going, yeah oh yeah. man oh it's like the was like yeah and they have the interpreters trying to explain it to the, like to the photos like and they're just getting simultaneously more mad oh
0: they don't my get God, it
1: they don't get is... it
0: I don't know. I've read this article multiple times. It's just funnier every time I read it. Um, Okay. It is important to note that this is not uncommon for a game. Some projects just test badly and get quietly shelved or reworked. Uh, It happens far more often than people know and under normal circumstances. This is likely what would have happened and no one would have been the wiser, but no one but no one expected one. Everybody's one to switch the test quite as badly as it did. Different tr- trusted employees within Nintendo were raising alarms that th- the game released as is would damage the company's reputation as a great software oh, developer. Oh, that that's terrible.
1: Re- <laughs> think a developer,
0: but I mean like they put out some stinkers in the past, but my God, like if it's bad enough, that's like this might permanently damage our reputation after 35 years. But, uh, <laughs> that Presuming that extra development would not be a problem, Nintendo went ahead with other publisher duties on the game, like printing out the cover art and placing it on in the requisite cases for retail release. Per sources, there's still a large number of empty game boxes for the title just sitting and waiting for a game with no current release date. It is unclear what Nintendo plans to do with the game now. Some sources have said that Nintendo executives will not be swayed to the idea of selling it for $60 uh, for the game, citing how well Nintendo went or how... Well, the original One Two Switch did in similar circumstance with a poor critical consensus. Um, some others within the game, uh, the company, have suggested making the game an add-on bonus to the higher tier of Nintendo Switch Online. So like oh, I can see add, that. Um, like we see, that yeah, makes no so, sense. Yeah, like the, like we've had the Mario Kart eight uh, maps in there, the Happy, uh, the New Horizons Happy Home Expansion stuff like that that's been part of that. Um, especially the game is so dependent on online play for massive lobbies which even makes more sense uh the quality might matter less sources argue if no one is actually paying an, an anything nobody's extra for gonna it. pay extra for uh, that yeah um that question may already be decided internally by the time of writing but the answer won't be publicly known for until Nintendo announces the game and it and its planned for its re- uh, plans for it uh it is entirely possible it will never announce the game, take its losses, and quietly shelve it. One source do not One sources do not believe that it will happen, though, as they suspect Nintendo will try to get the game out, uh, out there one way or another. Maybe that there is still a best case scenario. While, the, while everyone who described this game to us mentioned the quality was not there, they noted the slightest hint of optimism that that the team is doing their best to respond to feedback. If and when Nintendo, or if and when Everybody's One Two Switch does release, perhaps it surmounts the poor. Their internal reception then comes out to be a better title for it. Maybe like Cinderella arriving at the ball just needs a little magic to get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of the funniest fucking. I don't know why that got it. Just, my God. Um, <laughs> oh.
1: Oh my God, dude. That's,
0: that's bad when Nintendo's like, this game is so shit. We might not put this out. Like, there's some trash games that they didn't make, but they published that came out yeah. from the you. Uh, there's that devil's third game. Like they, they've done some like square Enix level of like adding games to put out,
1: but not to the extent to where they initially have to just talk with themselves and stuff like that. I don't think we want to release this.
0: (laughs) And you know, like I understand, like you, you want, you want to make, um, you want to get that money for it, but it's like, I mean, it's a launch game. It's sold less than three and a half million copies. Like that's very good for most games, but like fucking you look at the switch, like that ain't did like shit. Um, for the first part oh, of the yeah. games and like the game came out. It's definitely one of those things. That I think I feel like when like misreading the audience type games for the, for Nintendo were you know, like, we talk about over and over again, like they totally misread the audience yep. or the Wii U or the 3ds. Um, and they of course corrected, they fixed it obviously with 3ds, the Wii U, they couldn't, but, um, yeah, like, but like, the, the, the only, like everybody, when that game got announced, was like, why is this a full fledged? First off, the first game was only fifty bucks. Like they're gonna try to charge us sixty bucks for this <laughs> game. Um, the Jackbox games are like twenty dollars, I believe, and the party packs are less. Um, a lot of times you can find those games for even cheaper. Um, so you're gonna try to put out a full fledged game of this, and also on top of that, we also we also have to pay a a fee to pay online for this thing, which I understand, like. Xbox Nintendo are Xbox PlayStation is the same thing, but um the amount of people that play online on those consoles are way bigger than what people people play online. That's for true. Nintendo.
1: Absolutely it's true.
0: Um I I just yeah, this makes complete sense. Like I love the idea of just if you're gonna if it ever does see the lighting does come out, either be like dirt cheap, like twenty bucks maybe, or if you're gonna make it cheaper, you might as well just put it on the, the expansion pack. Uh, because if you're going to require online anyways, um, especially if you're going to be wanting up to a hundred people to play this game. And then a part of this is like, I guess like because there's so many people, the rounds are longer. So like a big thing about this is like the play testers, like it's their job to, to QA this game. Uh, and the game was so boring and so like tedious that they were just asking to not, can I just not play this game anymore? Mm. Uh, it was like, that's how boring this guy Like It's not like awful. It's just, it's not like broken or buggy it's just boring as shit um that's pretty bad when it's like my job is to play broken buggy games and give you like our bad games or whatever and like give you results back like no this game is so boring that i just don't want (laughs) to do this anymore um but uh yeah i just uh, you know i I understand why you want to try to get to that jackbox world like it totally makes sense um if i hope that if those come out it's great that's fine but like it's something like once you switch, like everybody bought the people that bought the game bought it because there was two games to play or three games to play when the thing came yep. when the switch came out. There's Breath of the Wild, there was One Two Switch and Stipper Clips. Yeah, that was it. This is not a case of like oh the Wii Sports was a huge success, so let's make um, Wii Sports Resort or the the what's that? There was that Wii Party game that came out that came with an extra yep. controller, um, but but like the game was fifty bucks. Uh, but it came with a forty-dollar controller, so it was really only ten bucks. Um, so, yeah, like this is definitely a case to me where it's like they're misrating the audience. Like I, I don't think it's, I, I don't doubt it's going to sell pretty well. uh but I wouldn't be shocked if it's like, like I, I wouldn't be shocked if it sells a million. But I'd be shocked if it sold one point mm-hmm. five million type of game. Like me, Topia sold over a million copies, so I'm, I'm, I'm anything is possible. But I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess families will buy it, and like they'll buy it, and they'll probably. But like, I mean, if, if people that bought One Two Switch, I don't. I don't see people that bought One Two Switch running back to the stores to buy the sequel to One Two Switch.
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, for God's sakes, they're not going to run to the store to buy a sequel to One Two Switch. If anything, the way Nintendo's going to get any type of recoup for this is if they put it in the expansion pass. Because for if it's as horrible as what's being described, especially what Mron Khan is going through and covering. People are going to look at this once Nintendo reveals it and they're going to mock the shit out of this thing. I mean, come on. They're going to just coin the term, hey, horse shit on Twitter or wherever the fuck. And it's going to snowball into an effect and stuff to where Nintendo is not going to be able to make any type of freaking profit from this game. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean we've already heard rumors that this game was like in development before this thing was sub- substantially going yeah. through in this and they were making a point. as like, yeah, this is something you don't want. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, when M. originally broke the story on Twitter, he put this like, it's one of the worst kept secrets in Nintendo. Uh, like this game has been talked about for a year or two now. Like people have been suspecting this game. this game was originally supposed to go at the beginning of the year, but because it QA'd so bad, um, it's just, they don't know what to do with it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's how like the game is mostly done. they just can't figure out how to fix it, but Gables, we need to move on. We're going a little long here, so we're going to move on to some of the other news yeah. for this week. We'll do MPDs next week. Um, so I want to just talk about, talk about this real fast. So the blue box, uh, people don't remember blue box games. Uh, they were the people that like, there's a game called Abandon That was like part of the PlayStation mm-hmm. blog. Like yeah. A year and a half ago, about a year ago. And then they like, Hey, we're going to have a playable demo. Um, on the PSN store, just download our, our app on the on PS on PlayStation. And you can play the art. Like like I can't remember if it was a, I think the first time it was a trailer and you can see the game for the first time. And they did this whole huge countdown on like YouTube and on PlayStation and all that play, all that stuff to watch the trailer and the countdown came out and it literally led to them uh, with the video of them saying, Hey, sorry, we have to delay this. It's not quite ready yet and then they announced the next countdown and they next it's like this time you're going to be able to, you're to be able to to be a demo to play and they did a countdown again and it was literally them just saying hey sorry it's not ready <laughs> an yet and then they just kind of went silent for a long time and we did a whole like we spent a good long chunk like our second most downloaded podcast um audio wise has been the episode I called blue box uh blue balls fans um and so go back and listen to the episode like the, the like, it, like the kind of hear like the, what happened in time I don't want to go into the full-fledged thing. Like, uh, GameSpot did a fantastic article on this. It's very long. Uh, I was gonna make it a big story on like our main topics for the show, but it's just—it's very in-depth. Like, we would spend a whole episode talking about it. Uh, it is batshit crazy. The uh, the the head of Blue Box Games, like all the shit. Basically, it's come to find out he's completely—he's just—he's a, a fraud. Um, he doesn't he, like he like he has a history of bullshit like this. It's just like you know, selling a bunch of bullshit that I can't make or like, you know, just, he's really good at like selling shit, but he doesn't have the goods for it. Um, and like, he like totally would change the story about what this game is. Like first it was a, it was a Silent Hill like game. Then it's a game with vampires. Then it's a game about an, a, about an AI that takes over. Um, he like created a discord groups of like people like that were fans of his, uh, that only they were invited to. And he'd like, like he would like, um, tell information like show him screenshots of the game but like as soon as they like like started like hey like are they challenge him a little bit on his like on what he's saying or like he would constantly like contradict himself he would like freak out on them and then kick him out of the group or like totally destroy that group and start a brand new group. It, it's fucking wild. It is a very long article uh but it is well worth the worth three wow, check it the fuck out um it is crazy it gets crazier at every paragraph um next up uh, at the very same time that Final Fantasy 7 remake 2 was getting announced, uh Dragon Dragon's Dogma 2 was announced being in development. This has been this is from the Capcom leak though like a year and a half ago. Uh, so like it's like the Nvidia leak and the Capcom leak are just every every year <laughs> or every few months one thing out of that thing comes true. Um, it, was, it was pretty funny, pretty funny. I watched it. It was like a 13-minute video of just like the three main guys guys from the first game. Like around, like a table, talking about how big and how important that game was, and then the last thirty seconds of them was them unzipping a hoodie to show a t-shirt that says Dragon Dogs, Dra- Dragon, Dogma. yeah, Dragons Dogma Two, um, so that's in development now. Uh, everybody knew it was coming though; it's been leaked forever. Um, I don't know. I actually did. It's it's been it's on sale on like everywhere for like four seventy five. Um, so I actually did buy it. Buy it, it was it was a, it was originally like a three sixty ps three game. Uh, I did buy it though on PS5, so it's like 475. So I picked it up. So I'll give it a shot because people have been. Uh, it's got a pretty big. I remember like it came out and there's actually a pretty big audience behind yes, it. Yes, people rave so, like, about it. Yes, of, yeah, it's definitely one of those like cult classic type games. Um, I picked it up. It was like 475. So fuck it, I said, pick it up. But uh. I don't know. You ever I've that only game? played
1: the demo of that, and that was way back when it was first being uh, touted for like 360 and PS3 release. I thought it was okay and stuff, but I never really got fully into it as I was distracted by other games at the time, like like usual. But uh, at that point, you know, I, I've been interested in trying to go forth and try to play it. You know, it's awfully tempting now It's less than five bucks, and you can also just go through and secure it unless you own a Switch only yeah. and stuff, and uh, <laughs> it's like ten bucks. So, hey.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's coming soon or I'm sorry, not coming soon, but, uh, I don't know how long that deal is going on for. So, uh, if you're interested, uh, it's been going on for about a little over a week now, so might be running out of time on that one. So maybe we want to jump on that. Probably usually is big. I think the sales change on yep. Tuesdays. So maybe you want to jump in on that. Um, I could, this happened a couple of weeks ago, so I don't want to spend too much on my but Kojima's next game possibly leaked. It's called overdose. Uh, apparently the, um, uh, mama who was one of the. Women, I can't remember the name, the name of the actress from uh, Death Stranding. Apparently, she is like the main role in this game. Um, it sounds like uh, Kojima is using a lot of the actors and actresses he used from Death Stranding to this for okay. this game. Uh, it's it's apparently a horror game. Uh, knowing there's been some debate back and forth whether this is the Xbox game he's working on because he's working on two projects. He announced one's a smaller game and one's like a revolutionary game. So uh, no idea if this is like the Xbox one or if this is the the smaller game. Um, but, uh, this, there's been some, um, I don't know if it's so much rumor, but a lot of reporting that possibly the game that, um, what's the actor's name? Reedus
1: Norman Reedus. Name.
0: Yeah. Norman Reedus. Yeah. I don't, Norman Reedus and the fetus. I don't know why I always forget that. Um, but he said, t- he mentioned a couple weeks ago that he's making Death Training 2. A lot of reports that possibly this is the game he's talking about, um, we hear about this all the time when like voice actors and stuff like that or people do motion capture for games, even like bigger even like the main stars don't realize what game they're working yeah. on and for a long time. So it wouldn't be shocking to find out, you know, he's making um this game and not he's probably assumes oh, I'm working with Kojima, so I must be making the sequel to the game that I did with him already. When in fact this could just be the game he's working on. Um next up, Gables, I'm gonna use the restroom real fast, but Gables. Persona 5 has been confirmed coming to PlayStation. The Persona 5, 5, well, 3 and 4 are coming to PS are coming to PlayStation and PC. No word on Switch yet, but I mean, what's your what's your opinions on that? All okay.
1: right. So, initially when when the Xbox conference went on and stuff and I saw the unveiling for Persona 5 Royal, Persona 3 Portable and also Persona 4 Golden coming on to Xbox Game Pass and also like simultaneously released on there. I was excited because, like I've stated before, I love seeing the Persona games on as many consoles as possible. And it was until like about a few days after and stuff that we learned a clarification to where yes, these versions are coming onto Steam and also coming onto PlayStation Five. Of course, plays. Of course, Persona Four Golden is already on Steam in that regards. But uh, yeah, I'm fairly happy in regards to that make it onto the PC and also on the PlayStation platforms as like persona three portable rumors have it to where it may be like a, almost like a, like a remaster and stuff of that PSP game, which I'm all for as long as they insert like, uh, some of the best stuff that was from like the previous persona three versions, you know, with explorable environments and this and that. But, uh, I am very excited to see Persona 5 Royal make it onto piece, like the Steam at last in that regards, because there are a lot of great games inside of that series and stuff to where I feel like people who own a PC only that don't want to invest inside like a PlayStation or an Xbox console or whatever the heck, you know, you're going to get yourself full-on some of the best JRPGs that have been made over the past 10 years plus. But yeah. in regards to, say, the Switch and stuff like that, you know, I'm I'm kind of, you know what, I'm understanding why, I am understanding of why maybe they may, like, Atlas may not port them to the Switch, even though I don't understand, like, why not have it to where they have a couple of different types of, like, uh, like, oh, God, what's that one fighting game I'm thinking about? Okay, Persona 4 Ultimax, you have, you have, oh, that. yeah,
0: that's when it that just got ported yeah, this it's year, didn't ported it? Ported
1: to the Switch and stuff like that. But one thing to keep in mind and stuff like that, there could be a Switch version of it, but due to possibly NDAs or whatsoever, you know, probably not going to hear much about the Switch version probably until they go forth and maybe announce it or something at their direct. I mean, that's a possibility that may happen. Not saying that it will. But yet, it has been a thing in the past where Nintendo has had companies sign off and stuff like third-party companies say, hey, don't announce that we have a Switch version in development up until like such-and-such date. Or, you know, leave it to them to go forth and reveal it and stuff like that. Because in the past, there have been third-party companies that have had initial ports going through and coming on the Switch, but they're having to come out later on because there are other technical things they got to work out in that version or there's things that are taking longer than anticipated God, I'm thinking about like ports of Witcher Three come to mind. I mean, I'm thinking about all the there's other ports obviously like say Bioshock well, and like Burnout. We,
0: we know we know a lot of companies. We know a lot of companies do that too, where like they know the game, they can double dip on the Switch. So like they'll put it out on other platforms first, and then wait six months yep. to a year, and then they put it out on the Switch because people will just buy it again on the Switch.
1: Well, yeah, exactly so, the point. Um,
0: I w- would not be shocked if that's the case, but it's also like this thing's coming to Game Pass, so if you got xbox you got an xbox console like you got a chance to play it on game pass so but yeah i mean it's definitely i think it's like the console that makes the most sense that it's been made it's made the most sense forever has been absolutely it has been so it's like like atlas is like like i think atlas is bad as like is like i know they're not like a big they're they they're a subset of sega um but they are possibly just as bad as square enix in business where it's like they make great games but they don't understand, like, people, like, the part where, like, hey, we want to play your games. If you're not contractually obligated to only put this on PlayStation, like, and it's weird because, like, there's, like, the Persona games that came to 3DS. There's yep. the Persona Warriors game. Strikers. That came to everything. Yeah, Strikers. Yeah, Strikers mm-hmm. last year. It came to literally everything last year. Day one. It's, like, cool. Joker's on, has been on, was the first DLC character announced for Absolutely Smash Absolutely it was three years ago. Wait, no, 40 years ago, over four years. And the ago, game he
1: stars in isn't on the switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's wild. Um, so I, I think you're right. I, that was kind of my theory was like, maybe they're saving this. If that direct is happening, like, Hey, it's coming to switch. And maybe it's coming day one, or maybe they want to put like a box out and sell it for like 30, 40 bucks. People will buy it. Cause you know, like, um, but I mean, I know steam deck, steam deck is, it's big in our bubble, but it's not big everywhere else no not a lot of people are going to go
1: forth and get the steam deck and stuff because it's not like as widely available and known by the general public only the most hardcore of the hardcore know what the steam deck is and on top of that have the means to go forth and actually acquire one and for those yeah gamers that have a steam deck i mean obviously congrats to you you got yourself an interesting system in that regards but at the same point you're looking forward to playing these persona games handheld you know that's Awesome. I wish that we had that for the Switch currently, but I'm still remaining hope that hey, this is probably gonna be something revealed in their next direct. I mean, I'm not dismissing it at all,
0: yeah, yeah. But my, my point with Steam Deck though is like, I wouldn't be shocked. at like we we're in the early days of that thing, they still are like the people that pre ordered it are still waiting on oh their God. versions. Um, so uh, they haven't paid for it yet, but I mean, like they, they knew that at the time, so there's people that are still waiting, uh, but um. I will be shocked in a couple of years if like that Steam Deck is, I don't, I'm not going to say as big as, as Nintendo switch, but like it's a, it's a, it's a competitor of the switch. Like it's a real yeah, competitor because it, it satisfies so, something,
1: it, Tyler, that a lot of like mainstream gamers and stuff have been kind of wanting in regards to having, not only your PC games on the go but not without having like a major computer but at the same time you get access to all these games you can download onto your device that you've gotten through Steam without so yeah. much to it's, open source. You know, it's open source you could put ROMs on it you could, you could
0: play Game Pass, play game on,
1: pass it. on it you could do whatever you know it's customizable yeah. you know
0: <laughs> yeah and we Nintendo is slowly raising the price of the Switch mm-hmm. And I believe the cheapest version of the uh, Steam Deck is like four seventy. Mm. So I mean, if there's somebody that like, if it gets the point where these both of these things are in the open market and it's like, like in like they're easily more a little more easily require uh, acquirable. It's like, well, do I buy the thing that I can only play Nintendo games on, or do I buy the thing that I can play all my games on and that like I'll you know, play Game Pass on, play Steam on, play Epic games on, play any whatever? So, um that's that's a whole different conversation but yeah like it, it's uh it, I, I it's a growing conversation like it's it's not a crazy conversation to have i don't think uh it, it's coming less and less crazy every day uh next up though new sass creed game apparently is going to be announced in september they had like a whole like uh event um this past week for sass creed because it was the anniversary, oh, i forgot about that the 15th anniversary yeah me too uh, i'm a well i didn't forget about it, i just didn't care uh they announced some more stuff coming for uh, Valhalla, yeah. uh, but the whole th- the the big thing at the end of it was that they're they're gonna announce the next Assassin's Creed game. in September. <laughs> no idea what that is. Maybe it's that there's that um, announcement for an Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, everybody's favorite uh, uh, conferences, showcases, whatever. Um, there was that rumor. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Assassin's Creed Infinite. I think was what it was. There's like the uh, live service Assassin's Creed game. Nobody knows what the fuck that thing it means or what it is, but. Like, is it that? Is it the... Like, it's been two years since Valhalla came out. Like, are they going to announce the next one of those? Because it's pretty crazy. Like, this is the longest gap we have gone between yes, Assassin's Creed games. Like, we like, they took a year off for... Um, In
1: between Origins between and Origins. Uh, Odyssey.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. Odyssey came out the year after. The game with... You played as a brother or sister. Syndicate. For some reason, I beat the game Syndicate. It's been so nine years, Gables, and I don't know why. You, you, I beat the game. You never played the game, but you know the name of the title. And I, I never can remember the name at all. And it still blows my mind. But uh, uh, it's been like I think seven or eight years since that game came out, and I, I just my mind has like erased that game from my from my memory. Um, even though I like the game. Uh, but anyways, so I took a year off for that. So we had we went two years between games. Um, but now we're we're going we're about to hit 2 years between Valhalla and you know that was the last game to come out. This this winter will be 2 years cuz it was a, it was a console launch game for Xbox. Um we're not getting one this year. Uh so I mean it's maybe it's a smaller game like they had those Assassin's Creed like 2D side scrollers. Maybe it's the Infinite game. I don't know, but uh I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but uh I don't know. I I, I heard the Donna of Ragnarok uh DLC they put out earlier this year was not great. So, um, I think maybe they're at the end of the rope for that thing, but moving on, uh, stalker two, which is a big game that's been pushed by Xboxes. It's been a, like, it wasn't at this past, uh, summer game fest, but it was at the last two summers, uh, Xbox mm. events. Um, it's like the, it's kind of like, it gives me like Metro vibes. It's like it's it takes place in Russia, uh, or the Ukraine. Um, and it's like a post nuclear stuff going on. Uh, so this company is based out of, uh, out of Ukraine. Uh, this game was originally supposed to come out in April, but in January, they actually delayed it to December 8th of this right. year. Uh, and then a few months later, obviously, everything going on with Russia and Ukraine, that blew up. So that was like gaming-wise, the first thing to come out of that was like, okay, well, Advanced Wars got delayed. We don't know when that's happening. Um, and then, you know, to, to stick with the game side of things, um, you know, obviously, there's like the stuff with Goldeneye. Like, you know, one of the, you know, a lot of that takes place with like Russia being the bad guy in the game. Uh, And then this Stalker 2 is like, okay, well that game, bef- months before all this stuff happened, got delayed from April 19th, I think, to December yep. 8th. Um, so like, okay, that game, pretty decent chance it's not coming this year. You already pushed it eight months out. Uh, but now it's like, yeah, everything going on immediately is okay. That game's not happening this year. So that's gonna be a Game Pass Day One game. That game looks pretty good. I don't know too much about Stalker 1, but like the gameplay we've seen in Stalker 2 looks fantastic. I'm excited for the game, obviously. More important things to worry about, uh, like keeping you know, yourself, your you and your team safe. So obviously, you know they take all the time they need on that. Um, and hopefully everything is okay for them. Like we've seen the same thing with replaced. Uh, Jeff Keeley talked about them at the summer game fest. Uh, they announced that their game was supposed to come out this year, so be also a Game Pass game. Uh, it was revealed last E3. Um, and that got delayed because they are based out of Ukraine as well. So, um, a lot of serious shit going on over mm-hmm. there, Gables. Um, but Gables. Sticking with a uh, nuclear Holocaust for a thousand, uh, Fallout five is coming. Gables after elder Scrolls six, I bit my own tongue. <laughs> um, ow, that hurt. But yeah, elder Scrolls six is coming first. So, um, Todd Howard mentioned, and, uh, they did the uh, extended showcasing. They do, they've been doing the last couple of years now, which are, they're pretty decent. I'll, I'll scrub through them to find some interesting stuff to, to hear about. Um, this is fantastic. I know, right? I love this. It's so stupid. Okay. So, the game they're working on now, they just literally showed gameplay for on Sunday for the very first yep. time. That just got delayed to next year. It's not out for another year. Nine months yep. to take. They're working, they're making that. Then when they're done with that, presumably they got, I mean, obviously they're not, they're, it's not going to be a full team, but they're going to do a lot of updates, probably do some expansion stuff like that for that game for a little bit. Then they're going to make Elder Scrolls 6, which they announced four years yep. ago. Yep. So let's assume best case, 26, 27 <laughs> for that game. <laughs> then we get Fallout 5. We talked about this earlier this year when the New Vegas 2 stuff started happening with, of like, Obsidian might make it, but Obsidian is making Grounded, yeah, uh, Pentium, uh, Avowed, and then they're making Outer Worlds 2, which is their own Fallout game. Um, so that doesn't seem likely. no, Because Avowed's probably a next-year game of uh, Outer Worlds 2 is a end-of-this-cycle game. So if they make a Fallout New Vegas... It might come up the same time that Fallout 5 comes out, Gables. Gables, I th- th- I thought about this. When we see Fallout 5, we might be talking, that game finally hits it and comes out. We'll be in well into the thousands of episodes for this fucking <laughs> podcast if we're still going by then. We'll be in our 40s, Gables. We'll be close our to our mid-40s
1: mid 40s at this point. Hopefully. We're
0: talking about not, we're not talking about like, an early next-gen game. We're talking two generations from now, and we're at the beginning of this generation. We are two generations away from this game. Fucking stop. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. We don't like, need to know that far in advance.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, cool. Like, I understand you announce games early because you want people to come work for you because there's, we're working on these side of franchises, but like people are like, cool, if I go work for Bethesda now, in five years I can start working on Fallout 5. Fucking stop it.
1: Unless you have something to just go through and just spike through that development and do this and that, you know, I mean, there's really no point in saying what project you're working on after Starfield, you know, because people already know that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be the one you're going to be working on and fucking just saying that, hey, okay, Fallout 5 is going to be after that. And then it's like at that point, you know, it's like, why would we care right now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I, it just blows my mind. Just, just, just stop. I, I, I I don't, don't like make, put out good quality Mm -hmm. games first, get back our love for you that you had for, not even for me. Like I'm not a huge, like I don't, I I enjoy the games, but I don't love those games. Um, but like get back the fan base that you love that you kind of threw off after, you know, 76 and stuff like that. Um, and then we'll, we'll get excited for a game that's coming out, um, there's a decent chance we may not be alive for Gables. <laughs> um, but That's moving so on, there's a, apparently a PS5 Elite controller. I don't know what else to call it, um, but you know we have the Xbox Elite controllers that have been around for yes. a while now. It's been kind of shocking that PlayStation's never done it. Apparently, they are ready to announce fairly soon that they are working on their own version of a Elite controller. Uh, they're going to have like the, you can move the analog sticks around. They're going to have a little back things. Like they've done it, they like PS4 a few years ago. They released those, like the, the little attachment for like 30 bucks you can put on it. You can like customize, you can like, uh, and map buttons for in the back. Um, like the, like the elite does. Um, uh, I mean, we've had the scuff controllers have been around for a long time. Uh, I've looked at some of those, like they are basically like, uh, the like a slightly cheaper version of like the xbox elite like a third-party company that makes really good durable um controllers that are much like the xbox elite um they've been around longer than the elite has though but uh they just put out ps5 ones earlier this year um like three different versions um but they're i was looking at like it's so weird how they do it like like there's a cheap there's like three different tiers of them but like they don't like you would think the top tier would do all the things the other two tiers would do, but they don't, it's fucking weird. But, um, they're like, they're not as expensive as like, I think like the elite two was like yeah. 150 bucks. Um, but yeah, though. So apparently they're going to announce them soon. Uh, I already own two PS five controllers, but oddly enough, the R two button on my launch one, my launch controller broke already, uh, about a week or two ago. So now I'm using my, my <laughs> secondary controller. Uh, so I I, I want to send it to get fixed, okay, but broke. I, like, it's not
1: broke. You say,
0: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I could probably. I know I could probably fix it. Uh, I looked up like some videos; looks easy. I need to look at it.
1: So, is it like a little spring inside the thing, or?
0: Yeah, so sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. Like register when I hit the R two button. Oh, I see. Uh, Sometimes it just sticks. So, uh, but I'm assuming it's probably the spring. I I looked up. I guess it's fairly easy to fix, but I don't know. But I am not in the market. Like, if I'm gonna, um, I don't know. I'm just not interested in paying a shit ton of money for a controller. Like, they're already. 70 bucks yep. right now. Um, I, I'm good. <laughs> good. Uh, I don't need, I'm not going to pay the, what I, I can, you know, 150 plus dollars for, uh, actual, I, I understand if you like those and you're into that market, good for you. Gables. I know you have the elite too, and you love absolutely. Yours. And that's um, been the
1: best controller I've ever gotten for the Xbox because that thing has lasted now over two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I know there's a big market for those things. They seem to do really well, but, uh, no, thank you. That's a lot of money for a controller. Um, so, I don't know. But um, it's, next up, Gable's here. Oh, well, Gordon. I'm
1: just going to say before we move on and stuff, it's like as long as the quality is there and as long as the materials don't break within the first couple of months of owning it, I don't care. If it's yeah. good, I'll buy it. Just for the fact that a concrete controller that I can use for my PS5 without having too much issues and then inner switch, whatever type of buttons, you know?
0: Yeah. If, if I'm going to buy a new controller, I'm going to buy that pink one. Cause that's sexy <laughs> as fuck. Get
1: the purple um,
0: one. <laughs> no, I like the pink one. I kind of want the pink plates too. Uh, it's, it's cute. You know, I me, mean, I told you I'm a, I'm a big pink on black fan. Uh, you know I me, mean? like my love for the Brett Howard there colors. You go. Um, moving on though. Pokemon snap is coming to the expansion back. It's coming on the 24th. Fourth, I believe which is next yeah. Friday um, this is the last of the games when they initially announced the expansion pack what's coming for yeah. 64 this is the very last game that's on that list
1: exactly this is the last game that they showcased when they first revealed that N64 was coming on to the online service and well honestly it's not surprising to see it finally announced but interesting enough you know the timing correlates before their initial direct thing comes out though so it's like It's interesting, though, because Pokemon Snap, the original one for the 64, it's a highly fun game. It's not going to take you too long to go Mm -hmm. forth and beat it, but yet it's highly enjoyable.
0: It's way better than the new Pokemon Snap game. In
1: some aspects, yes. I do agree.
0: No, it's in every aspect. I don't think so. Other than graphics. (laughs) No, that game is not good. (laughs) (laughs) I I did not like new Pokemon Snap. I I understand. I understand. That game was trash
1: but yet yeah, when it comes to like the, the original <laughs> version of pokemon snap and stuff this one this one definitely has some bit of nostalgia for me because i remember playing it back in the day getting it and stuff and then just having a ball going through and taking pictures and finding out the secret pokemon and getting the secret artifacts and stuff like that you take pictures of that you get a chance to photograph mew and stuff going to that different islands and this and that you know it was a fun experience and it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to try to go forth again, especially if you screw up on a shot and then you just rewind it and mm-hmm. stuff and do that. shit. That's just sounds so funny to me. Oh
0: yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I cut off a lot of time. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, my, one of my, I've, I've, t- I've told the story before, but, um, one of my favorite gaming memories and it's not even my own, uh, growing up was I remember like my, my dad, he does uh construction work. Like he drives, like he hauls like sand and concrete and stuff like that his entire life and it was a snow day i remember coming home from school one day and it was shortly after the game came out and we rented it from hollywood video and um coming home and him and uh his buddy at the time like whenever it was a snow day cuz they worked at the same place they'd always come over and they'd just play like this is kind of where a lot of my gaming came from was like my dad was a huge gamer that we had a, i remember we had a Sega Saturn at, uh when it first came out We had PlayStation um i remember like sitting there when we growing up watching him staying up way too late <laughs> Uh, way too young, when I was like four or five years old, watching them play D on PlayStation way back when, which just got ported to the PC, by the way, Um, which is like, I'm like, God damn, do I want to play that game? I don't know. Yeah, I remember just being really young and like Resident Evil and stuff like that, Uh, Rayman, all that. But anyways, going back to 64 here, my favorite gaming memories is I used to take the the bus home um, from school and going, I remember coming home, it dropped me off like a block away from my house Walking in the front door, and my dad and his best friend at the time on the couch sitting there playing Snap <laughs> <laughs> on on in sixty four well, my favorite memories so uh I love that game, I have a lot of you know fondness for that game uh and that'll forever be like that moment um is one of those moments that's just burned into my brain that I'll never forget um but last but not least, gables um uh, for' it's not depressing though here. Activision investigated themselves on all the shit that happened last year uh, with the sexual harassment, uh, the rape allegations, the the Boys Club allegations, uh, the, all those sexual misconduct allegations. So they hired somebody to invest... They hired somebody to investigate themselves and they found out that like, Gable's... They've been a good boy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it's not... They weren't wrong. The media were wrong. The media sensationalized it it was the media's fault that this became a story not the fact they did it and they're guilty of all those things it's because the media reported on it that's the problem <laughs> uh, and that all coincides with the fact that bobby Kodak who took a gigantic pay cut uh down to like i think it's like sixty thousand dollars uh this past year even though he's he made he's made like like two hundred million dollars for like the last like a decade now uh he's made billions of dollars working for activision uh the board is going to vote next week and they're going to use the stuff that came out of this investigation to re- to decide whether or not to give him back his original pay and also gables on top of that a 22 million dollar bonus
1: <laughs> you can't make this shit up dude it's it's really ridiculous when it comes down to this stuff so they've essentially investigated themselves th- saw that they weren't investing for all this wrongdoing and stuff and may actually bring back Poppy Kodak mm-hmm. and actually give him a, a raise you know that's that's oh yeah. god that's just borderline just hysterical in that retrospect yeah no accountability I really hope that Microsoft just goes forth and just fucking guts that damn company after that I'm, I'm dead serious dude I mean come on this Yeah, I'm very glad here that Microsoft did go through and buy and acquire Activision Blizzard and I know after a specific extent they're going to go forth and like you know, that deal's going to be finalized and stuff. And then, you know what? I don't care what happens with a lot of their higher-ups in terms of Activision Blizzard or some shit and stuff, but there has to be accountability for something. There has to be some form of closure at some retrospect. But if it's not now, then it could potentially be maybe next year. Who knows? But Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, everything coming out of that is it sounds like, once the deal goes through, which it could take up to... Uh, up to another yeah. year, but probably be early, early next year uh, with Microsoft. But um, it's, it's pretty much all that's been said that once that deal goes through shortly after he'll be gone. Um, I don't know. It's, it's depressing, but it's like at this point, like
1: it can't come soon enough. I
0: mean, what's, I mean, this is the guy that laid off a bunch of people uh, two years ago during a pandemic. So he would get uh, to keep the stock price high. So he would get another $20 million bonus. Um uh, when this guy's like I said already made yeah. billions um over um, you wanna know what the problem with this country is? Um look no further than this. Um that's I'll leave it at that. Um but gives me to move on because it's been we've been going very long right and we even got to what we've been playing. I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda I've been playing a bunch of stuff here, but I'm gonna a lot of it's older stuff. I don't want to spend too much on it. I've been on vacation this week. Um not it do. It's been hot as fuck. <laughs> um so I've been stuck inside. Uh, um, I played through I beat gear or uh beat hell Uh, sitting was uh sacrifice on Xbox. I beat that game originally when it came out in 2017. Uh, it was one of my top five games that year. It's fantastic. Beat it again. Still fantastic. Uh, I've been wanting to play it, replay it forever. And I'm just like, well, I'm home. There's not much going on. So I'll, I'll, I'll play that. Uh, I'm like two thirds of the way through gears four. Um, started just on a whim. I was like, you know, I beat Hellblade. I'm like, man, I'm like, I just I don't got a lot, a lot to do here. Uh so I just kind of went through the entirety of Game Pass library. I downloaded a bunch of games I downloaded like Ori, uh which I always wanted to give I, I played back then. I when I first came out, I enjoyed it, but like just kind of fell off. Uh but I I like replaying Gears 4. I love that game. One of my top five favorite games from 2016 of all things actually. Uh so I'm replaying that one, enjoying that one. Uh picked up after the Thursday's announcement of Final Fantasy uh seven Rebirth, I started playing uh Final Fantasy Seven Remake on <laughs> PS5. Uh, I absolutely adore that game. I'm on chapter six. I'm like six hours in. Uh, yeah, that game's fantastic. Um, next up, though, I did beat two games that brand new games that came out: uh, The Quarry and T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's of Revenge. Um, I'll start off with The Quarry. Um, people don't know that the game Supermassive Games. They made like Until Dawn. That's like a big thing. They're doing the uh, Dark Pictures Anthology games. Uh, I've talked about a lot over the over the course of the last few years. Until Dawn, fantastic game. One of my I think it was like number three game of 2014 when it came out. It just came out of nowhere. The game came out. Everybody thought it was gonna be trash because it was like it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a move game, and then the move sucked. And then they kind of turned it into a different thing, and it was actually fantastic and awesome. Uh and then they did the. They have this deal going on with um, Bandai Namco, I believe, to do the Dark uh, Dark Picture Anthology games, and you know, little hope. With the second game, was was like a seven out of ten. Man of Dam was like a six out of ten. Uh, like still enjoyable if you're a fan of those games but like not great games uh and then i thought house of ashes which i think was number 10 on my games of the year list last year uh was like an, i think i was like a solid 8 out of 10 uh a much better version of that game and i beat the quarry uh, it took me a long it took me a decent try- i was only trying to play it at night um and so I, I, it took me like probably five or six sittings to do because like i started at like 8 30 and then every night i even did gables thursday night i'm like i'm gonna beat this fucking thing i'm like there's 10 chapters I'm like on chapter five or six. I'm just gonna poop sock the rest of this game. I drank a monster about 7:30. I'm like, I'm gonna stay up and play this game. 10 o'clock around. I'm sitting there like one eye open playing this fucking game. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my cables? I can't stay up late anymore. Uh so, anyways, I, I ended up beating it Thursday night. I literally played this game every night um, for like five straight nights and beat this game. It's not a very long game either. It's like an eight-hour game, maybe. Um but I still really enjoyed it. There's a lot of problems with it. So the, the, the crust of the game is is that you are? You play as a bunch of different camp counselors. I think there's eight playable characters. Um, and obviously, um, based off decisions you make or if you fail certain circumstances, uh, characters can die in the game. I lost three characters, oh, wow. Gables. I'm pretty pissed about it. Pretty pissed about it. Two of them died. Uh, like, one died based off of... All three of them died. I on I had 50-50 chance of them... If I made this decision, they would have lived. I would have made the decision. They died, and I made the wrong decision on these three examples. and They fucking died, and I'm really pissed about it because one of them was a favorite character in the game, Caitlyn. Um, but she was awesome. Uh, like uh, there were some characters, like the, the main character that they really pushed, Justice Smith. Who was like they always use like um, semi-famous actors, like you would know the faces from places. Like Justice Smith, uh, he's big. I, I think he's like a big, like he was bigger, on, like a he's like a teen star, like from like a Nickelodeon show, um, I believe. Um, he was the main character from, uh, Detective Pikachu. Right. Uh, he's been on a couple of other shows, movies as well. Um, but him and like David, Ar- uh, David Arquette, um, were like the two main stars. Like when they would like advertise the game, like these are the two guys I show. Uh, he was by far the worst part of the game. His character just sucked. And I don't even want to blame the writing. I want to blame the actor. Cause he, what it looked, it felt like he's like, I got, you want me to do this game for you cool i can do this uh between three and six tomorrow and that's all i can do for you it felt like he just no emotion everybody else in this game was really good i liked it a lot uh they all the acting was i mean it's a cheesy it's they're they're going for cheesy slasher horror games that's our horror movies video game version that's what they're going for a lot of dumb decisions like why the fuck would you do this what are you doing stop doing that kind of thing I'm like who in the right mind would think this is a good idea if they're going for that um but his characters throughout the entire game just sucked uh i did not enjoy his acting and it sucked because he took up a good chunk of the play time and a big third big part of this after like until dawn blew up as a single player game but like the twitch streams of it side the game blew up because of twitch streaming and then like since then all their games have added they did like a when PlayStation was doing like the I think PlayStation play or something, I can't remember what it's called, but they were like really pushing like you do like the mobile game yeah. and stuff. Like they tried to do the, the Jack of the box stuff years ago and they even made like, uh, that's you, I think is what it's called. Like a bunch of, um, cheaper or even free, like Jackbox style games. Uh, they did like a super massive games, did like a small game that you can like play with like a bunch of people, on your phone you make decisions and you share it. like basically just took the twitch model up and built it into their game and they've done that since then with all their games where you could play online or couch co-op and easy allies i always love watching their playthroughs they do like a, a pj uh party where they all wear pjs go to the studio and play through the games together and they all like everybody gets one person yeah. and they've always done a good job in the past of like everybody and you like they make all decisions for that character and all that um and they've always done a really good job of balancing all these characters. Even in Until Dawn, this game though, like they did, like a, I think they did a pretty bad job as far as balancing out. Like, I can see, like I haven't watched the Quarry one yet. I, I can't wait for them to put it on YouTube. because I'm gonna watch it. But like, there are characters that, like, like Caitlyn, who's my favorite character in the game. I you maybe got 15 minutes, and she survived all the way to the last chapter for me. Not a spoiler because they can die at any point in time in these games. Um, but she made it to the last chapter for me but I played maybe combined 15 minutes of her uh, one character. Um, and there's some storyline reasons why there's a big gap in there, but he made it all the way to chapter nine for me. Um, I played as him twice in the game, once in chapter one, and once in chapter three, and then he died in chapter nine for me, but I didn't play as him for the rest of the oh, game. Oh Wow. Maybe 10 minutes of gameplay. Like they just, like if you picked like uh, a few of these characters, and some of these characters, like, like you would play, it, like, the last three chapters, they just didn't show up. But I know there's, like, 187 different endings for this stuff, but, like, it kind of, like, um, and I've heard some people, like, so it sometimes, some, sometimes the way these games work out is, like, based off the ending you get is how enjoyable you get it. Because, like, sometimes if a character dies or makes this decision, like, there's just no, like like, closure to that character or that ending you get. And, like, mine, in this case, worked out pretty well but I have definitely in the past had issues with like the way their games end because like, well, this character died. So like this whole like closure for this other character, like with this character just got dropped. And it's like, well, that's a big gap, you know, like, and I understand it. Like there's so many different things, so many different branches. They do like a really good job of like, this isn't telltale type games or other games where like you make, you go a or B and then go on from there. Then you make a or B and you go on from there. But like eventually you like the, the, the decisions you make are very minor uh, but in these games Super Master games they're pretty like it's almost like like um, uh, who's the Cyberpunk developer yeah Project Red when they like you, like you hear about their game not to that scale obviously but like I remember like playing Witcher 2 and I made a decision and I looked at and like I played this whole 20 hour part of this game I looked up what happened if you made this decision, and there's just a whole 20 hour gameplay part that I just didn't see because of that. Wow! Like it's not that big, but like that's kind of the same idea. There's just so many different branches that the problem is like nothing ever like kind of like comes back together sometimes. Um, but I really enjoyed this game. I think it's a lot of fun. If you like, it's definitely not until Dawn is still the peak of their games. Um, it's definitely at worst third best. Like House of Ashes and this are kind of fighting back and forth between, like, what's most enjoyable. But, like, if you're a fan of those type of games and you want more of it, yeah, this, is like, the other games are, like, 30 bucks, the House of Ashes ones. Uh, but this is, like, and this is a full-fledged... I think it's it's 70 on next-gen, 60 on last-gen. Um, but I still had a great fucking time with this game. There's definitely, like... There's always some, like, weird, like, like dumb story decisions, I think. And, like... But, like, I still really enjoy this game. It's, it's a total... It's just a fucking blast playing these games. I had a fun with it, a lot of fun with it. Uh, moving on though, sorry I took a lot of time on that one. Uh, I beat Team and T Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I I sat down and played this game. Uh, I like for some reason I get like I guess games don't, on Game Pass don't come out until like I think like nine mm-hmm. o'clock my time. Uh, so I was like I woke up at like five thirty. I'm like I'm gonna play it fucking. I assumed to be up at like midnight or something, and, and it just anyways. Um, sat down to play it. Uh, it is. So I can't. I don't know. how to say D O M T E C. I don't know what I can't remember the name of the company. But the people that made the Streets of Four Streets of Rage Four oh, uh, yeah. game a couple years ago that we in twenty twenty I believe that you and I yes. both loved. Um, they made that game. They're making. They made this game as well. Um, you know, you and I gave us both grew up uh, huge mm-hmm. Eternal fans. Um, I love the beginning. Like so you boot it up for the first time, and they do like a modern day. Like they just like with like today's graphics of the original TV shows, <laughs> uh, opening in like music intro, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, like I play, I, 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 started, I sat down to play this game and I just couldn't stop playing. I ended up beating it all in nice. one sitting. Uh, it's not super long, it's maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, there is like an arcade mode if you want like the OG, like you want that challenge where like you get like three lives and you gotta like play through it all. There's 16 levels and like each level's about five minutes give or take um but i, I like there's a story mode like you get like an overworld almost like mario, mario world uh super mario world or something like that where there's an overworld and you can like go back and play all oh, levels okay. or challenges uh, each level has three challenges um like some are like don't get hit by two projectiles in a level or go through the whole level without getting hit um each level has secrets you can find i ended up not even like on purpose. I wasn't even looking. I found all the secrets and there's like some cool things in there. Like where you can find, like you find the frog boys or you find these like obscure characters from like the TV oh, show. Oh yeah, yes. The, the comic frogs. Um, yeah. So, um, there's some cool stuff in there. And, like then on top of that, you have to find all of them, but also like a lot of them have like, Hey, can you find all these VHS tapes? Um, for me so like, I ended up finding all the secrets. Um, I didn't do all the challenges obviously, but, um, yeah this game is just a fucking blast. i played it on normal as well i, it, it, I think i i probably died on like each level like I, most levels i probably died on once i beat the whole game. i didn't it, like every so every time you start a new level you start off with three lives so but if you play the arcade mode obviously you start with three lives you gotta beat the whole game with three lives but like in the story mode there you can just you every time you start a new level you get three lives and that's the way i played it that's the way i want to play it um I enjoyed the fuck out of it. The combat is really good. Uh, as you progress, you unlock like new moves you can do. Um, I played it all through as, uh, Leonardo, um, who was really good. Like he is like the most balanced, like each character, there's six characters in the game. No, seven characters in the game. And, um, they all have stats and he's just like all the stats are one through three. Uh, there's like speed attack range. And there's one other one I can't remember. Um, and, you know, he's he's a 2 across the board, so I picked him for the first playthrough. I ended up beating it all in one sitting, like I said. Um, it's not super long, but, like, I am... which it, But it's about average for a... Uh, for a beat-em-up game. And that's kind of what I want. I don't want a 6-hour version of this game. Um, but I, I fucking adore this. The combat feels really good. It just brings... It's, like, a very good, what-I-want, modern-day beat-em-up game. Like, we've we seen them what, with Street Age 4. I didn't think they can do it. They fucking did it. It was... Brilliant. It was fantastic. Uh please full of god Disney. Hire them to make an X-Men game.
1: Oh, that's the dream, right? You get a good X-Men arcade game going through and going up.
0: Yeah. Uh ugh, man, this game is gonna be on my this is like a surefire top ten game of the year for mm. me. Um and it mm, probably top five. This game is uh brilliant. Uh Gibbles have you I have this not played
1: yet? it yet. I
0: You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> no, man, I have not played the game yet. I have wanting to play the game obviously and stuff it just hasn't really aligned with it yet this week because everything's been busy but yeah you know what the reviews have been going up it's highly positive you pretty much are just kind of summing up the things come what I, I kind of felt like this game was going to be in that regret in that regard and stuff like that but uh yeah as far as gaming from my end and stuff like that i've been going through a whole bunch of different things on the switches like uh their little apps and stuff like that for the SNES and like the uh, Genesis and stuff. Managed to play through the entirety of Musa, which that was a game on the Genesis app and stuff. It was a, a shump, you know, a shoot 'em up and stuff by, yeah. Shoot 'em up? A shoot 'em up and stuff like that. And it's highly good. You know, a lot of the levels are hyper, hyper interesting in regards to. Basically it's kinda of like the same premise as like how the turtles and stuff like that, how long, how lengthwise each stage is. But yeah, holy crap though. This game is definitely fun to play. The stages are very elaborate. You get all these different types of power-ups and stuff. But uh you can change different difficulties and stuff, or do a little bit of save states here and there if you choose to, though. But it's presented with a great challenge, and I kinda of like the aspect of going through from beginning to end and stuff. I took like about a couple of days to go through and uh, beat it initially, but I really liked that at the end of the stage, you get these major kind of like bosses and stuff and you had to go through and just kind of take them out systematically and stuff. But uh, yeah, when it comes to like some of the gameplay stuff, yeah, it's definitely fun, but just give me one moment here.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to talk more about TMT this game. Ah, man, I can't say, I can't say enough good things about this game. Um, like, I don't know. Maybe like the I don't know if there's younger viewers or stuff like that, but man, like if you are a fan of like turtles at all, like this, it is pure. It is a great game to play. But like if you are a a even if you didn't, you missed out on that generation, um, it is just a fun pure fun game. It is the most I put this on Twitter. It is the most fun game I played this this year, and it's not fucking close. Mm. Nothing has come. Within speaking distance, and Gables, God damn it! If you want to play with me online, <laughs> please let me know. I'll let you be Leonardo. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fucking goddamn April O'Neil. It's six player online. Uh, I want to. I'll, I'll gladly play through this yeah, game. Man, no
1: problem, no problem. Let's see. Other than that, though, there was another game I did play through, which honestly, this game is fantastic. Right, this game is called Wild Guns. You have a version that's on the oh. SNES. App, But you also have the Wild Guns Reloaded that's on PS4 that's like 20 bucks and stuff that has some more added features to it. This game is fucking fantastic. This game's first player mode and stuff like that, you can go through initial stages and stuff. It's got different types of tiers and stuff of uh, elaborations upon each level and stuff. It's not inherently long. I think it's like maybe about 30 minutes or so you can, if you are good enough to go through on the normal difficulty and stuff and try to go through a lot of the stages I played through it twice, one with a male character, the other one with a female character, and stuff like that. And each of them have their own quirks in terms of what weapons they use, and also how they can go through different things. The gameplay is fast; it's awesome in regards to love the gunplay and like a lot of the boss designs and stuff like that. And I gotta admit, it's actually up there though for some of my favorite uh, games that I've always wanted to try. I've always heard good things about and this is definitely those kind of like a, a, a sort of like a pseudo sort of shoot 'em up style game, game and stuff to where you go through multiple tiers in a level, you get to the main boss, beat the boss and advance to the next level and stuff like that. I know I'm kind of explaining it a bit like uh, a little bit more boring in some retrospects and stuff, but this is a highly fantastic game, which I would recommend people if you got that expansion online or just Nintendo Switch Online in general, give this game a shot, you know? Or even if you have other platforms and stuff, like, say, PS4, Xbox One and stuff, track down Wild Guns Reloaded and stuff. That has even more I think features, it's on... you know, more characters, this and that, you know, including a yeah. dog you could play as.
0: <laughs> uh, I believe it's on the new PS Plus yes. as well.
1: Yes, it's definitely worth a shot, because you're in for a seriously fun game. But uh, other than that, Other than that, though, a lot of my time this week, if I wasn't playing little bits of this and that, you know, I was uh, inside my bed just trying to play, like, uh, try to play a little bit of, like, the original Breath of Fire, because just to Mm. screw around with it and stuff like that. I also downloaded a bit of Wild Guns and stuff from, uh, on PS5, tried to play a little bit of that this week and stuff, but obviously I couldn't get far inside of both of those games to really hit home. (laughs) but you know what with my vacation and stuff and full effect and stuff, I definitely have some time to try to delve into some games or to go forth and try to clear out some bit of backlog stuff that I do have and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty much what I've been playing this week, but I'm looking forward to the next week or so, maybe the next 12 days, you know, and see what happens.
0: Mm. Very nice. Cubbles. Um, well guys, it's a pretty long episode, but Hey, it's a private episode. So I don't care. Um, well, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Whether this is like I said, your first episode or your 500th episode, appreciate it. Uh, look down in the show notes there. Uh, you'll find all the uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places that we're at. You'll find us down there. So please uh, click on all those things, follow us, subscribe to us wherever you listen to or you know whatever social channels you use. Uh, please go check us out on those places. Uh, but I was host. I was Tyler,
1: and I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk-Nerds podcast.
0: And uh, hey, Gibbles. Yeah. Enjoy your gaming.
1: Enjoy your gaming, guys. Bye, guys. See ya.